0: check, my check. Is this thing on? You working? Hey, it's on. Back on. Man, 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 man. Edge of Your Seat Podcast, episode 207. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. It feels good to be doing this. Man, you want to talk about a crazy month. Everything of everything has went on. Never want to push anything aside, especially something you love to do, something you're invested in, something that means the world to you like this Edge of Your Seat podcast does to me. But jumping around the state, changing jobs, going through a lot of changes in life, Turned 36, Edge of Your Seat podcast turned two years old, October 22nd, man, there's all kinds of amazing stuff happening outside of here, done so much marketing for Edge of Your Seat Podcast, but ads and magazines and developing t-shirts and still working. We've been working, been working hard, just not on actually doing shows. We got guests lined up that have already recorded and that are going to be recorded. Some are a little late now, got to get these out, got to get these out quick. Some of it's a little old, but there's so much awesomeness going on. That it's never old. It's always great conversations. And that's what we do, Edge of Your Seat podcast. So, in summary, everything has been really crazy. The job for the last two years has been at a bank, decided to leave the bank, not what I wanted to do anymore. Wasn't really happy, go back in the newspaper business full time, got the podcast, been marketing. Working semi with the old employer, the News Tribune, working on magazines with them. I've already done about nine stories for their magazines. I got four more scheduled and more to come after that. Been broadcasting weekly football games with WLPO and WAJK. Might not do any basketball games, but baseball, usually playoffs, right around the corner. So still going to be doing stuff with them. Been helping really close friends on an Orchard. And just just apply to be an IHSA official. So I'm going to be everywhere, doing everything, going to get these podcasts out. Man, the love in life, you got to live it. You got to be part of it. And I guess I'm just trying to be as well-versed and well-rounded in the media world and everything that I'm doing to the fullest that I can. And I feel that makes these shows better and the interviews better, the guests better, everything As awesome as possible. And that's what I feel Edge of Your Seat Podcast is, except the tardiness of the shows, and we have to, have to get back to it. So we're going to start rolling with episode 207, and we got Hall alum, graduated in 1999, DJ Glenn. The magazine I was talking about that there was an ad for Edge of Your Seat Podcast was the News Tribune, Illinois Valley Hall of Fame Magazine. I wrote seven stories in there, some great, great stories, and DJ Glenn was one of them. This was the second class of the Hall of Fame. He's probably first team worthy. He probably should have been in the first class, but there's so many amazing athletes in the Illinois Valley. Who do you leave out? Who do you put in? Yeah, it's a really tough deal. As long as they all get in, that's what really matters, right? That's the end game. DJ Glenn went to Hall. An amazing football player. He was a sophomore on a state runner-up team for Hall. His senior year goes to the state track meet, wins four championships. Four state championships. That's how awesome this guy was on his feet, with his legs so fast. And according to him, he still got it. Maybe not as quick, but still got it. During the football broadcast with WAJK covering Hall Games, ran into DJ Glenn probably three or four times over the football season. We talked a little bit, joked around a little bit. He's a good guy, liked talking to him, and definitely, definitely glad that he was on this podcast. E-O-Y-S, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. While we've been away... All kinds of postseason stuff has been going on. So with each podcast, these next few, we are going to break down each sport in the postseason season as it's went along. We're going to start today's episode, which is Wednesday, November 3rd. We are going to do cross-country. So many cross-country athletes were on fire. They were torching cross-country courses this year. And it will show as I go through these regionals, sectionals, And the state qualifiers. The state qualifiers are going to be in action on Saturday, November 6th. Get their state tournament, their state meet, and to see where they are. Where they stand in this league of runners we call Illinois. Illinois has some amazing runners. Maybe it's because people are trying to pass the cornfields. Maybe it's just because it's something fun to do. Maybe it keeps them in shape. Don't know, but there's a lot of amazing, amazing, amazing runners, and this year, no different than any other. All kinds of state qualifiers, sectional champs, regional champs, teams going as teams. Man, so awesome. Let's get into it. Let's get caught up with our cross country. This year was a little different. It used to be the top four teams would advance, and then the top 10 individuals who were not on an advancing team. This year, it's changed. For 1A, it was the top seven teams and five individuals from regional to sectional. From sectional to state, it was six teams and 10 individuals. So let's start with regionals. As it was the first step, the first key in trying to get to the state meet, which is in Peoria at Detweiler Park every year. Great place to go. Tough course but a fun course for the runners. Let's start in Eureka. The regionals were ran Saturday, October 23rd. So Class 1A, Eureka Regional, featured Fieldcrest. The boys' Knights team slid in to the sectional, finishing 7th with a 2.08. Normal University won with a 33. Mason Stoger for Fieldcrest, he's a senior, won the regional with a 15 048. Great run from that guy, definitely. The girls missed the sectional by finishing 10th with a 285. Eureka won it with a 42. They had four runners in the top eight. Class won a Bishop McNamara regional. Hersher won it with a 72. Pontiac took second with a 75. And Dwight missed the sectional as a team with a 277 for 10th place. Hersher Sr. Drew Rogers won it with a 14-minute 55.67 run. That is crazy fast. Good for him. Pontiac sophomore Aiden Lee ran a 16.26 for third. And Hersher Sr. Ben Morgan was eighth with a 16.41. That was just kind of breaking down the local guys, the guys we cover in the top 10. But all the Hersher runners are going. All the Pontiac runners are going. To sectional. For the girls at the Bishop McNamara Regional, Hersher finished 4th with a 127 to advance. Pontiac was 7th with a 149 to also advance. Joliet Catholic Academy won it with a 35. Pontiac freshman Jaden Lucas finished in 1940 to finish 4th. Finishing 10th was Hersher sophomore Grace Kent with a 2003. 19th was Hersher sophomore Emma Hegan with a 21 18, and Pontiac senior Natalie Cassidy came in 21 21 for 21st. Class 1A St. Bede Regional. All kinds of athletes advancing here. Amboy won the Regional with a 34. Sandwich, a 44, took second. Seneca had 115 for third. And fourth was Barrow Valley with a 151. Henry Midland with a 154 for fifth. Mendota advances with a 156 for sixth, and Kiwani also made it to the sectional with a 164 for seventh. Saint Bede was eighth with a 182. Ninth was Princeton with a 201. annawan Weathersfield with a 222 was 10. And we don't really cover these guys, but since we said every other team that was in the regional, Rova finished 11th with a two forty-eight. Brock Loftus, friend of Edge of Your Seed Podcast, and hopefully once again, the senior from Amboy, finishing 1507.5 for the regional championship. Kyler McNich, Amboy Jr. was second with a 1544. Sandwich Jr. Wyatt Miller was third with a 15.45.1. Amboy Sr. Ian Eller came in fourth with a 15.52. With a 15.59.2, Elijah House from Barrow Valley, he was fifth. House is a junior. Sandwich sophomore Max Cryer came in sixth with a 15.59.8. Seneca sophomore Austin Aldridge was seventh with a 16.08.1. Coming in at 8th was Colin Van Setchelman, a senior at Kiwanee, with a 1626.1. 9th, Anthony Kelson, a freshman at Mendota, with a 1630.3. Then coming in 10th, Sandwich Jr., Dayton Beatty, 1634.4. Individuals not on an advancing team. Coming in 19th was Jimmy Lasha, a freshman at Marquette, 17 minutes, 15.1 15.1 seconds. 21st was Aiden Early and Anawan Weathersfield Jr. at 17, 18.7. Coming in 24th was Logan Pasakarnis, a sophomore from Newark, 17 minutes, 32.5 seconds. Princeton Jr. Christian Yepsen came in 28th at 17 minutes, 43.6 seconds. Like I said, a lot of advancers. And it did not stop with the girls either. Taking it all, the team regional was Seneca with a 38. Sandwich was second with a 78. Amboy with a 130 was third. Princeton with a 143 was fifth. Stark County slipped in there with a 136 for fourth. Henry Sananchuan, a 143 for sixth. To make the cut to go to the sectional. Marquette just missed it with a 157 for 8th. St. Bede was 9th with a 158. Burrow Valley was 10th with a 194. Top 10 in this one Evelyn O'Connor, Seneca freshman. She won it all with an 1819.9. Second was Kennedy Anderson, sophomore from Anwan Wethersfield, with an 1844.1. Junior from Seneca. Ashley Alsvig was third with a 19.06.4. With a 19.11.3 was sandwich freshman Joanna Riviera for fourth. With a 19.12.5 was Marquette freshman Maggie Jewett for fifth. Coming in at sixth was Natalie Martin, sophomore at Kiwani, with a 19.17.8. Lexi Boehm, the junior from Princeton, came in seventh with a 1934.5. Ashley Orik, Junior from Stark County, was eighth with a nineteen forty-three point two. Junior from Annaon Weathersfield, Danielle Johnson, with a nineteen forty six point eight came in ninth. And Amboy Sr. Lauren Althouse was tenth with a nineteen fifty three point one. The only advancer from the area not on an advancing team was Gwyneth O'Connell a sophomore at Newark, she came in eleventh with a 20.01.6. Moving on to the Class 1A Rock Falls Regional, in the boys, Riverdale took it all with a 26. Newman was second with a 60. Polo just missed the cut with a 213 for eighth. Riverdale had the first three finishers, including Tommy Murray, a junior with a 1530.27. five, sixth, 6th, and 7th place? All Newman. Lucas Simpson, the sophomore, with a 1630.7 for 5th. Tom Powers took 6th, he's a senior, with a 1636.12. Then the junior from Newman, Lucas Schwab, took 7th with a 1640.98. Also finishing in the top 10 was Polo Jr. Carson Jones took 8th, with a 16.43.36. So Jones advanced as an individual, finishing 8th, and so did his teammate, Junior, Ben Plattno, who had a 17.39.57 for 27th. For the girls, Rock Falls won it with a 52. Polo makes the cut with a 188 7th place, while Newman missed it, finishing 9th with a 217. The winner of the girls' regional in Rock Falls was from Rock Falls. She's a junior, Taylor Holton, with an 1824.94. Individually, finishing 23rd was Claire Krisham, a junior at Newman, with a 2120.73. Going a little north to Winnebago, Class 1A Winnebago Regional. Rockford Christian won with a 23rd. They had the first three runners were all from Rockford Christian. Byron makes the cut with a 1.35, finishing sixth. And Oregon was 11th with a 2.81. The winner of the boys' race was Ethan Walsh, a senior Rockford Christian, with a 14.56.15. Byron's best finisher was 24th, Isaac Mandelo, with a 16.31.15. Byron also advanced in the girls. Winnebago took it with a 76. And Byron and Rockford Christian tied for second with an 87. Oregon was 11th with a 228. Grace Erb from Winnebago, she's a junior. She won the regional with a 17-13.22. The top three were all from Winnebago. Four of the top five and six of the top eight finishers. We're all from Winnebago. But in the mix, number four was Indian Creek Jr. Carolyn Bend with a 1733.52 to advance to the sectional as an individual. Advancing for Oregon was freshman Ella Danhorn with a 1824.5. And then the two best finishers for Byron, they finished 12th and 13th. Anika Roche and Rebecca Starwall. Roche finished in 18.26. In Starwall in 1842. Let's take a break right here for a word from one of our great sponsors. Like I mentioned previously, this show is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town, the staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and his associates Jason Hintz and Doug Sefranik pride themselves and being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle, they want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want, in cars, trucks, and SUVs, for your entire group, your friends, and your family. Doug Safranek is from Mendota, Basketball Player of the Year in 2003, and is ready to use his knowledge of vehicles to connect with your wishes to get you the vehicle you're searching for. Jason Hintz has been with Shimmer Mendota Ford for six years. Given him the experience needed to help customers in every single way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Shimmer family. Ski, Jason, and Doug will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.MendotaFord.com. Com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Shimmer, Mendota Ford. Let's get back to the cross-country action. We got sectionals. Class 1A Elmwood sectional featured field crest. The boys finished 14th with 346. Normal University won the sectional with a forty nine. Hamilton West Hancock senior Mike Shepard won it with a 15.06.71. But advancing as an individual was Mason Stoger, the senior from Fieldcrest with a 15.39.74 as he took second. So he wins the regional, second at the sectional. He's going to be amazing at state. Sky's the limit. The class 1A Oregon sectional. In terms of the regionals and where people got placed, if you were at the St. Bede Regional, you were going to the Oregon sectional, so a lot of individuals that we pay attention to, a lot of teams that we pay attention to, were at this sectional. For the boys, Rockford Christian wins with a 49. Second was Port Byron, a.k.a. Riverdale, with a 66. Amboy took third with a 100 to earn their first ever State birth. Ever, ever. First time the Amboy Clippers in the state cross-country meet. Congratulations to the Clippers. We've had Coach Mike Robinson on. We've had tons of Clippers, including Brock Loftus and Ian Eller, Ellie Jones, and Lauren Althouse. All have been on the show. All great. We'll definitely continue bringing Clippers back. Congratulations to Amboy. That's amazing for what they've been able to do. Coming in fourth was Sandwich with a 130. Newman was fifth with a 158. Seneca was 11th with a 296. Byron with a 396 was 16th. Coming in at 18th with a 409 was Mendota. Brill Valley had a 439 for 19th. Kiwani was 20th, and Henry Midland was 21st. Do want to reiterate from sectional to state to qualify to get into the state tournament. It was six teams and 10 individuals. Not only did Amboy get to state for the first time, but I believe Brock Loftus, the senior from Amboy, is the first sectional champ from Amboy. Maybe wrong, but I'm pretty sure he is with a 16, 19.3. Coming in seventh was Kyler McNich, the junior from Amboy with a 17, 13.9. Ian Eller had to join his teammates as a senior from Amboy, finished 9th with a 17, 18.3. Sandwich junior Wyatt Miller was 11th with a 17, 25.36. And Newman senior Griffin Moran was 21st with a 17, 50.74. Individuals not on advancing teams, Kiwani senior Colin Vancechelman, was 16th with a 1734.36. Seneca sophomore Austin Allridge was 19th with a 1744.95. Burrow Valley joined the mix in junior Elijah House, who was 25th with a 1754.6. Polo junior Carson Jones made it out. 26th place, 1759.64. The girls race just as tough if not tougher. Winnebago won with a 26. Seneca was second with a 123. Okay. It was tough after Winnebago. Winnebago, year in, year out. Great runners. Byron was seventh with a 236. Sandwich was 11th with a 295. Princeton with a 368 was 15th. Henry Midland with a 396 was 16th. And Polo finished with a 4.56 for a 20th. Winnebago junior Grace Erb won the race with a 1928.19. Seneca freshman Evelyn O'Connor was second with a 1947.84. Individuals advancing not on an advancing team. Indian Creek junior Carolyn Bend finished in 2025.47. Coming in 13th was Anwan Weathersfield sophomore Kennedy Anderson, 20, 33.75. Marquette freshman Maggie Jewett was 16th with a 20, 49.13. Princeton junior Lexi Bombs, 18th with a 20, 59.16. Coming in 20th, sandwich freshman Joanna Rivera with a 21.02.91. With a 21.07.95 was Byron senior Anika Roosh with a 21st place finish. Ella Danhorn, the freshman from Oregon, was 22nd with a 2109.88. Class 1A Lyle sectional for the boys. Chicago Latin won it with a 56. Hersher advances to state with a 6th place finish with a 184. Pontiac had a 205 for 9th. Drew Rogers, the senior from Hersher, won it all with a 1535.4. Advancing as the individual was Pontiac sophomore Aiden Lee, who ran it in 1656.6. The girls class won a Lyle sectional. Aurora Rosary won it with a 57. Hersher finished 12th with a 294 and Pontiac with a 360 was 14th. Leanna Swartz A senior from Aurora Rosary won it with an 18.46.2. Individuals advancing. Jaden Lucas, the Pontiac freshman, who finished 11th with a 20.24. And the Hersher sophomore, Gracie Kent, was 27th with a 21-minute, 0.5-second run. Before we list all the qualifiers for boys and girls in 1A to go to state, Let's have another word with the sponsor. It's starting to get cold, right? Windy, sun goes down earlier, comes up later. But we're humans, we adapt. Especially if you're in Illinois, you're used to being cold. I mean, we fight through this every year. Like it doesn't stop. We don't quit getting cold and quit putting on jackets and fighting through it and being tough. Like that's just what we do out here. Well, so does Olsen Construction. Because they want to make renovations on your home because you need them done. You don't just want things to sit there and get worse through the winter as snow and ice pile up on roofs and break down siding and the list is endless. Because we all have improvements we want to make on our home. And they can be anywhere. Not just the roof. Not just the shed in the garage outside. They can be inside on the stairs, tiling, bathroom, bedroom, front room, kitchen, In the basement, there's always things that we could be doing. You name it, Olson Construction has the ability to make everything in your house suit you and your family. Olson Construction is a licensed and insured family-owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Not only do brothers Keith Miles and Tommy Olson have the skills to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, formulate, and percolate, time for the percolator. Time for the percolator. I just did a little dance too, just in case. But they also have the experience of more than 10 years to take care of your home renovations from blueprint to completion with your thoughts, opinions, and wishes taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction Construction 19 at gmail.com. Let's list off the best of the best Class 1A cross country state qualifiers going to race at Detweiler Park in Peoria this Saturday, November 6th. Start with Amboy, the entire team they qualified Junior Charlie Dickinson, Junior Ryan Dickinson, Senior Ian Eller. Freshman Jaden Haley. Freshman Atticus Horner. Senior Andrew Jones. Senior Brock Loftus. Senior Wyatt Lundquist. Junior Kyler McNich. Junior Garrett Partell. Junior Kelton Schwamberger. And freshman Hayden Zacharias. Hersher advances as a team as well. Junior Augie Azarelli. Freshman Matthew Benoit. Junior Jacob Karachi. Junior Finley Correcto, Junior Blaine Dodds, Freshman Enzigu Huberg, Freshman Ethan Johnson, Junior Carter Kent, Senior Ben Morgan, Sophomore Thomas Morgan, Junior Connor Overaker, Senior Drew Rogers, Junior Legan Schwebel, and Freshman Braden Shepard, As individuals, Kiwani Senior Colin Van Stechelman, Burrow Valley Jr. Elijah House. Fieldcrest Sr. Mason Stoger. Polo Jr. Carson Jones. Pontiac Sophomore Aiden Lee. For Sandwich, they're also going as a team. Seneca, Austin Alridge, he's a sophomore. Then two more teams advanced. Gotta put these guys in here too. For Sandwich. Junior, Dayton Beatty. Sophomore, Miles Quarter. Sophomore, Max Cryer. Freshman, Joseph Hernandez. Sophomore, Travis Kellogg. Junior, Brian Loss. Junior, Wyatt Miller. Freshman, Nigel Slewin Junior, Jordan Thompson. And junior, Hudson Wills. For Newman, also advancing as a team. Junior, Ken Boson. Sophomore, John Kraft. Junior, Maxwell DeFrost. Freshman, Zachary DeFrost. Freshman, Zion Farini. Sophomore, Carver Grumman. Also a sophomore, Espen Harmes. Another sophomore, Sam Malk. Senior, Griffin Moran. Senior, Tom Powers. Sophomore, Lucas Schwab. And also a sophomore, Lucas Simpson. Senior, Caden Welty. And freshman, Wyatt Weedoff. Man, four teams in Class 1A that we pay attention to, all advancing to the state meet. Congrats to them. That's amazing. Let's get to the girls. The girls qualifiers for the Class 1A State Meet, also in Peoria at Detweiler Park. Big shout out to all of them as individuals. Byron Sr. and Nika Roosh. Anwan Weathersfield sophomore, Kennedy Anderson. Ella Danhorn, the freshman from Oregon. Maggie Jewett, the freshman from Marquette. Pontiac freshman Jaden Lucas, Princeton junior Lexi Bombs, Joanna Rivera, the freshman from Sandwich, and Carolyn Bend, the junior from Indian Creek. One team for the girls in 1A advancing, Seneca. So many good runners at Seneca, including junior Ashley Alsvig, sophomore Lauren Cronkite, junior Jessica Daggett, senior Caitlin Erler, senior Audrey Jenkins, Freshman, Natalie Meisner. Freshman, Evelyn O'Connor. Junior, Keeley Pumphrey. And sophomore, Gracie Steffers. Congratulations to all the girls and boys, 1A. Man, it is not easy to get to state. As you see, all the runners that we mentioned in the regional, giant cut going into sectional. From sectional to state, another giant cut. They made the cuts. They're there. They're running on Saturday for themselves, for their teams. Man, great time, great time. Sort of new to the advertising team of Edge of Your Seat Podcast is HC Detailing. If you've not heard about these guys, they're absolutely fantastic. Take your car there, looking used, broken down a little bit, kind of dirty. There's dust, dirt, you know, all that stuff that you don't want on your car. HC Detailing in Mendota gets rid of it hc detailing at 1204 6th avenue route 34 in mendota illinois they get rid of it they make your car come out of that garage out of the door looking brand new like a million bucks no it's an old cliche but man they do a great great job i've seen the work done they make it look easy and it's amazing they hand wash they full detail they tint windows They literally can do it all. Their hours, Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. The owner is Horatio Casas. You can contact him, 815-252-9518 or the work number, 815-539-9575. The email is hch. 1680 at yahoo.com. Or you wanna check out the website, see some of the work for yourself. That's www.hcdetailing.com. But hold on, they're not done yet. Because not only is HC Detailing HC Detailing, but it doubles as Mendota Muffler and Brakes. Mufflers, brakes, suspensions, new tires, used tires, All those things, the nuts and bolts that your car needs to look awesome, run awesome, sound awesome, they got you, they got you. So HC detailing, Mendota muffler and brakes, you pick, you're gonna get the best quality, the best service for your vehicle. Let's go to the class 2A regionals. We'll start with Burlington Central for the boys, Sycamore won it all with a 31. Sterling was third with a 69, and Rochelle was sixth, with a 191 to all advance as teams to the sectional. Youssef Beige, a senior from Burlington, finished with a 1451.13 to win it all. Dale Johnson, the sophomore from Sterling, 1505.11 for second. Sophomore from Sycamore, Naif Alharbi, with a 1555.66 for third. Coming in 4th was Ethan Solifsberg, a junior from Sycamore, with a 16.07.82. Coming in 5th was Nicholas Kosher, a senior from Sycamore, 16.21.26. Rochelle's best runner came in 30th, that was David Warner with a 17.53.88. Individuals not on one of those advancing teams, and Sycamore, Sterling, and Rochelle all advanced. Dixon freshman Aaron Conderman with a 1644.99, came in 11th. Dixon Jr. Jackson Ortizian came in 19th with a 1704.39. Coming in 22nd was Jack Johnson, the Dixon Jr., at 17 minutes, 15.59 seconds. 32nd was Hayden Fulton, Dixon freshman, 18.07.16. The girls' side of the Class 2A Burlington Regional. Dixon won it all with a 53. Sycamore with a 103 was 5th. And Sterling with 6th was a 170. So Dixon, Sycamore, Sterling all advancing to the sectionals. Rochelle came in ninth with a 245. Winning it all was Lucia Tantat. A freshman from Chicago Northside with a 1756.5. But hold up, hold up. We got to stop it right there. We started this thing on episode 200 called Name of the Game. Whether it's the hardest name to say, whether it's the coolest name, whether it rings a bell, whether it sounds like an athlete's name, whether it's just a cool name in general. Well, this is the winner right here. Tan thought or ton that it's spelled t-o-n hyphen t-h-a-t so ton that ton that or ton thought however you want to be trying to say it awesomely or if you just want to say it how it looks in the english language ton that that is awesome i wish my name was ton that especially if i was a runner how many miles you run today ton yeah, I said that. Or I would just mix some stuff up all the time, make it cool. And man, she's a freshman and is winning a Class 2A regional. So what has she got to say about that? Yeah, I toned that. Tun the miles, Tun the win. Love the name. Obviously the winner of the name of the game on Edge of Your Sea Podcast. Little drum roll, Now we get back. To the regular scheduled programming coming in second was emma smith a sophomore from dixon with a 1824.17 senior from sycamore lily baker was third with a 1859.61 dixon jr emily conderman was fourth with a 1914.50 sterling sterling's best was 24th from riley wade the sophomore with a 2054.1. The only individual to advance are the teams we care about. Well, we care about them all, but the ones that we put extra focus on. Rochelle Jr. Uwima Ortiz finished 2024.6 to be an individual, not an advancing team. Class 2A Galesburg Regional for the Boys. Winning it all was Morton with a 26, and Genesio was fourth with a 94. So Geneseo, in the sectional, they advance as a team. Winning it all was Wilson Georges, a senior from Limestone with a 15.04.7. Geneseo's best was 10th from junior Gavin Ellison with a 16.36.2. For the girls, Normal University won it with a 47. Geneseo took sixth, also advancing with a 139. The best time for the Maple Leaves was 20 minutes 17.8 seconds from junior Jade Flowers with 21st. Class 2A LaSalle Peru Regional. This is tough, a lot of tough teams in this one. Metamora won the boys with a 58. Morris was fifth with a 136 to advance to sectional, and LaSalle Peru also advances with a 161 for 6th place. Just missing the cut, Streeter with a 225 was eighth. Ottawa had a 233 for ninth, and Plano was 11th with a 241. Finishing first, winning it all, Jackson Ward, the senior from Washington, with a 1603.6. Morris senior Matt Clark was second with a 1606.5. Morris came in third as well as junior Caden Welch, 16 minutes 19.7 seconds. Coming in fifth was Streeter, junior Cody Danko with a 16-minute, 33-second run. And LaSalle, Peru, senior Ryan Hartman was ninth with a 16:42.1. Advancing individuals not on an advancing team, both Plano runners. Finishing 19th was senior Josh Thomas with a 17-19.5 and 33rd was senior Will Collins with 18 minutes, 11.8 seconds. On the girls side of the LP regional, Metamora won again, this time with a 34. Morris was third with a 74 and Ottawa was sixth with a 153. They all advance. LaSalle, Prue was eighth with a 235 and Streeter was ninth with a 276. Washington freshman, Olivia Nordham won it with a 1856.2. Morris, which helped them finish third, took 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th. 8th was freshman Danica Martin with a 1953.4. 9th was freshman Mackenzie Martin with a 20-minute 0.3-second run. 10th was freshman Jaden Bertram with a 20-minute eight second run. And coming in 11th was junior Joy Dudley with a 20-minute run so Morris finishes third with the 74 three out of the top four finishers for Morris are all freshmen and then the fourth is a junior so coming back crazy strong next year very very interested to see what Morris can do coming in 16th was Ottawa's best time from Grace Carroll she's a junior 20 minutes 23 seconds individual not on a team was LaSalle Peru senior manly Taveras with a 23 minute, 30.3 second run. She came in 42nd. The best runner for Streeter was Junior Abby Pierce with a 22, 41.2. Before we get to the sectionals, let's hear from the sisters. Sister slinging codes and saving you loads. It's not easy to shop nowadays. Store shopping is non-existent or it's a chore to get to a store. Online shopping is where it's at, but what sites do you go to? Which sites are spam? Are you really going to get an item? Or did you just donate money? Which sites have the best deals? Sister slinging codes and saving you loads makes the headache of shopping much easier and way cheaper. The Sisters, owners Tani and Cassie Milas, find limited time deals or coupon codes and share them on their Facebook page, Sister slinging codes and saving you loads. If there is something you're searching for, send them a message and they'll find it for you. They've already partnered with Amazon and plan to add many more partnerships for the best deals on all items. Through Amazon, Amazon Prime will be needed to purchase an item. But if you don't have it, no worries. The Sisters will send you a link for a free 30-day trial period so you can get the items you can't live without. Follow the Sisters Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads Facebook page to save you money and easily. Find all the items you're looking for, or even the items that just simply catch the eye. Any additional questions, send the sisters a message on Facebook or an email at tccsbusiness19 at gmail.com. Class 2A Metamora sectional for the boys. Geneseo Advanced, finishing 7th with a 200. Whole team going to the state meet. The Maple Leafs on it. They trailed Morton who won it with a 39. Morris finished 13th with a 313. And LaSalle Prue was 14th with a 324. Limestone senior Wilson Georges won with a 1502.77. Morris senior Matt Clark was seventh with a 1604.87. Geneseo's best finisher was 19th Gavin Ellison, he's a junior with a 16-minute 24.9 run. Individuals that advance, including Matt Clark, the seventh-place finisher. Morris was 9th place. Morris Jr. Caden Welch with a 16:05.67. Coming in 11th was Streeter Jr. Cody Danko, 16 minutes 6.62 seconds. 14th was LP Senior Ryan Hartman with a 16 minute, 16.42 second run. Also, joining his teammate, LP senior, Matt Beard, finished 20th, 16 minutes, 27.46 seconds. Good showing from them to get out of that sectional, super tough in Metamora. The girls side, Dunlap won with the 64, no worry, Moore still advances, seventh place finish, 178 points. Geneseo was 10th with a 272. Ottawa was 12th with a 349. Normal University senior Delaney Fitzgerald won the sectional with a 1758.89. Morris's best was freshman Danica Martin for 12th with an 18-minute 51.24 second run. Individuals not on an advancing team that made it to state, finishing 30th junior jade flowers from geneseo 1944.03 ottawa's grace carroll the junior she made it with a 34th place finish 19 minutes 51.36 seconds still tough to get out of metamora they got the job done class 2a woodstock north sectional deerfield won it with a 55 for the boys Sycamore advances as a team with a 203 for sixth place. Sterling was 16th with a 342, and Rochelle came in 18th with a 596. Michael Schumacher, the senior from Arlington Heights, St. Viator, won it with a 1542.1. The sophomore from Sterling, Dale Johnson, was third with a 1604.4 to advance as an individual. Sycamore advances the team. Their best runner was sophomore Naif Harby, who finished 15th with a 1653.4. For the girls, Crystal Lake South wins with a 100. Dixon was 12th with a 304. Sycamore was 16th with a 379. And Sterling came in 18th with a 503. Elia ton that or Elia ton that. Finished with an 1805.8 for Chicago Northside. She's a senior. Actually, there's Elia and Lucia. But both are ton that. So we got two names of the game. Same last name. I love it. Advancing as an individual was sophomore Dixon Emma Smith with a 1904.9. And Sycamore senior Lily Baker was 25th with a 1949.3. Let's break down the qualifiers for Class 2A going into the state meet this Saturday, November 6th, in Peoria at Detweiler Park. Big accomplishment, good for all of them. Boys, 2A qualifiers. Geneseo as a team. Junior, Gavin Allison. Freshman, Mason Anderson. Junior, Caleb Durin. Junior Tyler Gell, freshman Dylan Gell, sophomore Austin Hole, senior Justin Johnson, freshman Max Johnson, senior Isaac Custer, freshman Ryan Lambert, sophomore Sam Mossbarger, senior Carson Raya, sophomore Cooper Shad, and senior Malachi Shad. Also as a team with Sycamore, sophomore, Nalif. I like that name too, Nalif. El Harby. Freshman Phoenix Calabrese I like that name as well. Sophomore John Gurney. Junior Caden Emmett. Senior Aiden Farrell. Senior Luis Garcia. Freshman Corey Goff. Senior Magnus Keswani. Senior Nicholas Kosher. Junior Jack Rundle. Junior Ethan Salifsberg. Freshman Landed Taylor. Freshman Caden Van Chase. Senior Jordan Wilkerson Let's get to the girls also Competing at the state meet this Saturday November 6th In Peoria Detweiler Park, I'm gonna say it so many times that you're gonna want to go Just because you remember where it's at and then you got to go for Dixon sophomore Emma Smith Geneseo jr. Jade flowers Ottawa jr. Grace Carroll and Sycamore senior Lily Baker As a team, Morris qualified for the state meet junior Joy Dudley, freshman Jaden Bertram, senior Savannah Hernandez, sophomore Abby Hogas, freshman Danica Martin, freshman Mackenzie Martin, junior Mariah Mayberry, senior Alexis Mercaro, senior Edison Murphy, senior Maddie Noon, freshman Leah Ortiz, senior Olivia Proust and freshman Mackenzie Ragland. We've gotten this far, not quite done yet. Got Class 3A, DeKalb made some noise, going to state as well. But before we do that, we gotta hear from Mike. Mike's Pro Shop and Sales. We as humans are aliens. I know some of you are aliens. I have more evidence on some, but you're all, okay, a lot of you are aliens. But we all like to be clean at all times, whether human or an alien. You have to stay fresh, smelling good, looking good, teeth shiny, hair dead, all the works. Well your car is the same way. It can't be filthy, fungus growing in the back seat, six layers of dust on the dash, coffee stains on the floorboard, no way. Mike's Pro Shop and Sales located at 204 South Spalding Street in Spring Valley will give your car the scrub a rub-dub it needs and deserves. Mike's disinfects to prevent sickness or the start of another pandemic. Cleans gets those tough places to reach where all the dirt and grime sits. It rust proof so your vehicle stays hole free and has no structural issues. Cares for fabric which is extremely important if you have kids spilling everything they touch. Mike's makes the splat of the long drop from the kid past the car seat to the fabric disappear. Mike's is a full body shop and can tend to most automobile needs. And Mike's Pro Shop and Sales is now offering pickup and delivery services. Contact Mike's Pro Shop and Sales to schedule a pedicure, manicure, and a freshening up of your vehicle at 815-663-2060 or via email at Mike's Pro Shop 204 at gmail.com. Let's hit the 3A Machesney Park Regional. For the boys, DeKalb finished second with a 64 to Trail Hampshire's 60 points that won it all. For DeKalb, their top five runners, junior Riley Newport with a 1535.4, won it all, won the regional. Congratulations to Riley. Coming in eighth was freshman Jacob Raza with a 16, 19.2. Twelfth was senior Xander Ward with a 16 minute, 33.2 second run. Coming at 16, 36.2 was senior Alex Boyden for 13th. And then 30th was junior Jack Harrison with a 17, 04.4. The girls side of the McChesney Park Regional, DeKalb finished third to also advance as a team with a 116, Finishing second was Hananigo with a 52, and Huntley won it with a 28. Forty Kalb, they came in 9th, 10th, 21, and 27th. Annika Burchill, the senior, 1939.3, was 9th. Karima Gonzalez, the sophomore, came in at 1946.3. Freshman Brenda Aquino, 20 minutes 43.1 seconds was 21st and Leah Valentiner, the senior, was 27th with a 21 minute 9.8 second run. This meant they got to sectionals. At sectionals, the boys advance again with a fifth place finish 142 points. York had a 68 to win it all. For the boys, Riley Newport the junior, He had 15 minutes, 17.3 seconds per second. Behind him, the senior, Alex Boyden, was 20th with a 16 minute, 15.4 second run. The girls didn't make the cuts. DeKalb finished 14th with a 4.04. York won that one as well with a 22. The best run for DeKalb was Karima Gonzalez's, the sophomore, 20 minutes, 0.9 seconds for 57th place. Forty Calb, the boys, the advancers. Going to state. Freshman Jacob Barraza. Sophomore Tristan Boglin. Senior Alex Boyden. Sophomore Eduardo Castro. Sophomore Riley Collins. Senior Connor Donahue. Junior Angel Fernandez. Senior Sierra Gallagher. Junior Jack Harrison. Junior, Riley Newport. Senior, Logan Streb. Freshman, Christopher Thunder. That was a possibility too for name of the game. Freshman, Nathan Tamanaro. And senior, Xander Ward. Congratulations to DeKalb. 3A, obviously the toughest. Congratulations to all the athletes going to the state meet. Detweiler Park in Peoria. Saturday, November 6th. Super pumped for all of them. You know we're going to have a close eye on this one. Real quick, before we leave and get to DJ Glenn. Great interview. Got to check it out. It's a must listen. No doubt. Atlanta Braves winning the World Series. I was happy. Did not want the Houston Nationals to win. I really wanted the Giants to win or the Red Sox to win. Don't know why. Just thought they had it, but obviously they didn't. Atlanta Braves came through. People getting hurt. Pitcher fractures bones in his legs. Still throws for an inning and a half later. Wow, oh, wow, just craziness. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But lots of fun to watch. Eh, sorta. I mean, some of the games are blowouts or, eh. But it's a World Series. Braves deserve it. First win since 1995. I got some friends that are Braves fans. I remember when I was in high school, I had a Braves hat because I liked the A, thought it was cool. A-town down, baby. But Atlanta Braves, great win, and it's a different name. It's not the Dodgers. It's not Houston Astros. It's not the Red Sox, the Yankees, the teams that you know are synonymous with winning a World Series. The Atlanta Braves, good team, solid team. TBS put them on the map. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun to be a part of it and just watch something different happen. That's always a plus. Also something different happened. These Chicago Bulls right now lost tonight to the Philadelphia 76ers 103-98, but they were getting beat by double digits, just like they were the game before against Boston Celtics, but they came back and won that one. They come back, made it tough, really, really tough on the 76ers, but then the clock got involved, and it was hard to catch up and win. However... The Bulls are playing fantastic, fantastic. So fantastic, I can't even say the word. DeMar DeRozan, his name's in the MVP conversation. Zach Levine, playing great ball. Lonzo Ball, I want to see him pass more and like make the offense more his, where he kind of passes and then stands off a little bit because he doesn't know where he should be or what he should do, what his leadership role is at times. Not the whole game, but at times you can see it. I wish he would just take over, set these stars that he has up all the time for easy shots. That's what his job is, and he can do it at a high, high level all the time. But he hasn't yet. Give them some time to gel, figure this out, and I bet you he will. And it'll be fantastic, even more fantastic than it already is. That's all I wanted to talk about. Got it all. Got it all in here. Every single part. Now we have to get to DJ Glenn. Hall graduate, recent inductee into the News Tribune, Illinois Valley Hall of Fame. It was great chatting with him for the story. It's great talking to him at football games. He's a legend in the area. He's a go. We'll be back real soon. More podcasts. And we never plan on taking a break like that ever, ever, ever again. Thank you for running with us. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for being loyal supporters and showing love to the podcast. We'll show it back to you with busting Out Shows Left and Right. Until next time, peace. All right, so you're coaching at Hall now, right? You just said that? Yeah, yep. What are you doing for Hall? Third year of being a football coach. What's your, uh, I guess, your main responsibility as an assistant?
1: Uh, We kind of all just work together and do it all. I mean, I work with the the defensive backs and... uh, Quarterbacks, running backs, I work with offense, defense, alongside Nick, and Jim, and Dave, and we all just just work together, we're all, there's no, I don't know, Nick makes the final decisions but we all work together and brainstorm.
0: Perfect, perfect. So you said the last three years you've been doing that? This is my third year, yeah. Okay, going into your third year? Yep. Awesome. Uh, What's your wife's name? Elizabeth. And then you have two or three children.
1: I have three children. Landon is my oldest. Dylan is my middle. And my daughter is Ellie Mae. Landon is 15. Dylan is 13. And Ellie Mae is nine. Perfect.
0: And how long have you been married to Elizabeth? 16 years. Perfect. 16 fantastic years? Yep. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Being inducted into this Hall of Fame, what does that mean to you?
1: It's just a milestone of the hard work, effort, determination, and the willingness to not give up. It's a proof of what what shows from hard work. All those hours that I spent from 3.30 to 8 o'clock at night working and training and lifting and, you know, practicing after the other kids went home and still continuing to practice. I I guess I made my mind up my junior year. I'm like, I'm coming back down here. and I'm winning everything. And. My junior year, I made the the goal that I was going to try to help my football team win a state championship and worked twice as hard. We ended up coming up to the semifinals and fell one half a football short of a, a state championship berth.
0: What year did you graduate again? 99.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I don't want this whole thing to all be about track because I was one hell of a football player
0: too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's being added. Yeah, everything's being added. You were definitely a, a badass on the football field too, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I actually love football. I mean, track was fun, don't get me wrong, and I excelled in it, but I loved football.
0: What was it about, you know, kind of rewind to your high school days, what was it about football and track that made those the sports that you wanted to do instead of, you know, the other opportunities?
1: Um, Football was, ever since I was a little kid and seeing the captain pictures in the grade school of, like, Rick Robiza and Kyle Roach and, You know, the Jason Blands and Eric Verrugge, you know, all those guys that played before us. I always said, I want to be on that poster one day. I want to be a Red Devil football captain. I want to be a starting running back. And football, in that era of my childhood friends growing up, football was everything in Spring Valley. Uh, It's the brotherhood. It's the... You go through the good times, the bad times, the ups and downs, the blood, sweat, and tears together as a family. It's the discipline, the hard work. It's not easy. Life's not easy. You know, life's hard. If you can make it through football, you you can excel in life. It, it was just it was camaraderie of brothers.
0: So you took a lot of life lessons out of the football field.
1: it, it is way more life lessons than people realize. It's. You go in as a young kid, and I'm going to play ball, but you come out as young men and and know what it's like to work together in a team atmosphere and how to have your brothers back and how to step up and help the guy next to you. Or It's an incredible atmosphere. It's, once, it's hard to explain. Every team out there in every high school has their sort of brotherhood, but I don't think there's any brotherhood out
0: there quite like the Red Devil brotherhood. So since graduating high school, after sports, have you kind of used those values and what you learned through that process in adult life?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I've been kicked down so many times in life, and it could have been so easy to give up and walk away, or just quit or throw in a towel, but I was too stubborn to give up, too determined to quit. I worked twice as hard and jumped back up. It's not how many times you get kicked down, it's how quick you get back up, and That's the same thing on football field. You get knocked down, but you
0: jump right back up and say, give me some more. And then you took that attitude from track as well, kind of in a different realm, I guess?
1: Yeah, it was in a different realm. It was a team sport, but more of an individual. You know, I helped my team to get points and win meets and, you know, play second state as a team. But that's where, you know, you kind of get out and you're kind of on your own, but you also use the guys around you to push you for faster times and, you know, to be better and you know, to be fast is one thing, but it takes fast people to make you even faster. It takes people to push you. So it's the guys, even from other schools you run next to, that make you better.
0: I know you were talking about you went down to state as a junior, like, hey, I'm coming back better than ever. When was it that you really realized, like, how fast you really were? I
1: don't to really say, I knew I was pretty fast when I came in as a freshman and I started on the varsity and track on the relay team. Going into my junior year in football, I mean, I started on the varsity as a sophomore. I played in the state championship game. We lost. Going into my junior year, I was on special teams, returning kicks, and if I had an opening, I was gone. But I'd say by week three of my senior year, once I actually learned, really learned how to be a running back, it wasn't just about being fast and running. It was about reading my blocks, getting behind my linemen. When you see that seam, you cut and break and go. Once I realized that I could get to the second level and I was going, catch me. I was like, wow, I really put on, you know, all that weightlifting really paid off. You know, example, we, we played in the semifinals against Maple Park-Caitlin. They ranked number one in 4A all year. They dropped down to 3A again in the playoffs. They were defending state champs. It was even publicized in the paper that their head coach, had said, hey, if the Glenn kid breaks free, don't even chase him. Don't waste, don't save, you know, save your energy, don't even chase him. Which was ironic because P.J. Fleck was the receiver I covered in that game, and he was also in the 100-meter finals at State. And, I mean, I blew him out of the water. He wasn't close, but he went on to play for the 49ers, and now he's the head coach at the Minnesota Golden Gophers for football. You know, so it's not like there wasn't talent out there uh, quarterfinals. I played against Sean Considine. Ended up being the starting safety for the Philadelphia Eagles. And when he had made a comment in an article about his career, you know, about you know who was hard people to tackle and this and that, he went all the way back to high school and said DJ Glenn was one of the hardest people. You'd have a line on him. He turned the corner, and it was just like he had dead edges. He was a fat He said he was one of the fastest people I ever seen. He turned the corner, boom, gone. He said, and you would have the angle on him. You'd have everything, and he would just be gone. You know, so that's I mean, that speaks a lot of volume. My junior year, I ran a 10.2900 meters. I ran a four-flat 40.
0: Yeah, that's pretty fast. Can, can you still do it now?
1: <laughs> uh, actually, I play softball, and I just played six games Saturday in a tournament in Magnolia in the co tournament that we got second place in. <laughs> yeah, I pinch run, and I, yeah, I can, um, I'm still yet to be picked off from shortstop or the pitcher to first base, if that tells you anything.
0: Yeah, wow, good stuff. It's like guy I still got. it. Yeah,
1: right? I still, I still move. I still run like the wind. I can, I, it's funny because I'm 40, and we play with some older guys, but we run circles around these 20, 21, 22, 23-year-old kids. And I, I've had guys where I got on second base like, holy, dude, you're fast. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And I'm 40 years old. They're like, get out of here. <laughs> and there's some, I'll be on first to go to second and they'll hit the ball to shortstop or whatever. And they're like, just make the throw to first base. I'm like, what? They're like, unless we make a perfect throw to second, you're going to beat the throw. Oh, wow. And, and, and it still, it still kind of makes you chuckle. Am I as fast as I was in high school? No, not, by no means. I've lost a couple steps, but I'm still faster than average, you
0: know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if you're doing that in your 40s and the 20-year-olds are realizing it, that definitely says something.
1: Yeah, and they're like, wow, <laughs> you're quick, you know? I'm a lot faster in a straight line than I am running around the bases, so though. <laughs> <laughs> Once I get going, it takes me a little to turn the corner. <laughs> I
0: right, hear you. Are. And you were still in the trucking business, correct?
1: Yeah, I'm in trucking. I do demolition on the side still. I still operate heavy equipment, drive truck.
0: You've been doing that for quite some time.
1: Oh, yeah. Since I got out of school. Um, well, yeah, I'm working on 2.4 million miles this year.
0: 2.4 million miles?
1: Yep. Well, in my 22, year, my 22 years.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's insane. Pays the bills, though, huh?
1: Oh, it pays good. I, I'm happy with my life, you know. I have something, I'll be honest, I have something that you can have all the fame and the fortune in the world, and you, you can have all the money, but what I have with my wife and my kids and my family, my friend family, I can't buy that. I don't care who you are, money can't buy that. Fame can't take the place of that perfect I'm, I'm completely happy with the way my life has turned out um, the struggles that you know a young married couple go through and the uh, finances and whatever it you know it, it's all come around where life is easy now and finances are easy and you know we don't have to worry about money now and my wife you know she's a nurse and we work great together and life's good our kids have a good life and I'm content
0: that's fantastic I'm happy to hear that
1: Going back to football, uh, I almost broke the school rushing record. Jason Bland has it at 1,789 yards on 250 carries. And I had 1,709 yards on 200 carries. I averaged 8.5 yards a carry. When we got into the playoffs, even Coach Gary Cassini said it. I literally, behind my offensive line, but I had the greatest line in the state. I don't care what anybody says, I had the best lineman in the state of Illinois. Uh, greatest guys, biggest, baddest-ass lineman you ever seen. They made me who I was. I had the easy part. They just opened the holes, I just had to get to the second level and go. But I ended up rushing for over 700 yards in the playoffs alone. And I think I had uh, 4, 8, 12, like 14 touchdowns in the playoffs. I don't know if it still stands today, but I had the longest run from scrimmage in a semifinal game, 86 yards. I had the most rushing records in a quarterfinal playoff game in 3A, 256 yards with four touchdowns. I was over 2,200 all-purpose yards between receiving. I was right at 29 or 30 touchdowns in my senior year.
0: I like how you remember all these stats. I love it.
1: Oh, it's when you coach, you try to remember the stuff, you know, because you try to teach the kids you what know, well, hard work and dedication goes to. In fact, I was just looking at some of the stuff online now, looking some stuff up, like for track. I still hold three Bureau County records, 100-meter, 200-meter, 400-meter. I hold 100-meter at 10-4, which that is going to be hard to break for anybody. I hold, or well, until the NCIC conference disbanded, I held... 100 meters, 200 meters, and 400 meter record in the NCIC conference. When I graduated, I held right around 80 records between school, county, state, individual meet records. But I am still the only person since the Illinois High School Association has started the state track meet. In any class, I'm the only person in state's history to ever win the three major running events in a state championship. The hundred meters, two hundred meters, and four hundred meters. Nobody's ever done it yet. Except me.
0: That's pretty awesome. That's something you gotta hold your head up high for.
1: Yeah, I mean they call it the three major running events. I'm the only person that's ever done it. And, and, and anybody in the state of Illinois. Ever. Ever. That's amazing. There's been people there's been people win four state championships. But there's nobody's ever won the hundred meters, two hundred meters and four hundred meters.
0: That's pretty amazing. Wow.
1: And I beat the two-time defending state champion, Ronnie Foster, from Peoria Heights in the 400 meters to win it. And that was only the sixth time I had ever run the race. Wow. Yeah, coaches put me in it just to see if I could break the school record. And I ended up breaking the school record, and then they put me in at a conference. And I at the NCIC conference meet, I ended up breaking the NCIC conference record that was over 60 years old. And then I got stuck in it for sectionals. And I'll be honest, I hated it. <laughs> I was a sprinter. <laughs> that 400 meters was the meanest, nastiest, most grueling race there is. But Lanny Slevin asked me at state, how are you going to run the race? And I said, well, I don't know. The kid from Knoxville has got the best time. He's next to me and Ronnie Foster's next to him. I said, I'm just going to run with them guys. And when they kick it, I'm going to kick it. And we took off, Ronnie Foster took off like a bat out of hell. And I didn't let it shake me, I I mentally kept running my race. We got to the 200 meter mark, I said, okay, we're gonna go. Nobody went. We got to the 150 meter mark, I'm like, all right, they're gonna go. Nobody went. We got to the 100 meter mark, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm gonna go. And I ended up winning by 15 meters.
0: So you didn't know you had it planned out well, but you did.
1: Yeah, I was just going to run with them and wait until they kicked it. And I kept leaving a little in the tank for when they did, they didn't kick. So we got to the last turn and I'm like, I got to go.
0: <laughs> and bam, you, you know like a rocket.
1: Yeah, and I was upset with the 200 meters, though, because in prelims, I had actually broke the state record in prelims. And they wouldn't give it to me because the wind was over 0.5 miles per hour. And I felt kind of cheated on that. So in the final, I knew, I'm i not trying to sound ignorant or cocky, but nobody could, as long as I didn't false start or pull anything, I knew I was winning the 200 meters hands down. There was nobody even close to me. And uh, I made sure I wanted to do something to get on the IHSA calendar. So I ended up actually pulling up the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 meters, spread my arms out. Like, my job's done. This is it. This is my four-state championship. Everything, you know, it was like a culmination of my career. I'm done. This is it. Here you go. I'm done. That's fantastic. And I, I, I glided across the finish line with my arms wide open and won four state championships that day, scored 40 and a forty points. And as a team, we scored 40 and a half points and took home the state runner-up trophy.
0: So you had 40 half. of the 40 and a half. Half, yes. All points. Wow. Yes. Who was the half? I, the half was Matt
1: Stank and the discus. Yeah, in fact, the team that won state, my dad actually overheard their team meeting the night before, and they had 17 kids qualify for events for the final, and their coach was like, if you guys don't perform, and you don't, do, this one kid can beat you all by himself and take the state team championship away from you. My dad was just chuckling because, you know, he overheard it. And it was funny because when we get we're on our way to state the Charleston paper, because Tad Hewlett was from the Charleston area. Ronnie Foster was from Peoria Heights. And it was the, going into the prelim day was Tad Hewlett, meet Ronnie Foster. Well, going into the finals, the headline in the newspaper read Tad Hewlett, Ronnie Foster, meet DJ Glenn. That's all. So it was kind of, it was kind of neat, you know. Looking back, and I got a lot of those newspaper clippings, and I got letters from the House of Representatives and the Senate, declaration of my achievements. I got plaques from them. When somebody from Congress sends you a a letter of recognition on a plaque, it's kind of impressive, you know. And I graduated most state medals out a whole high school history. I graduated with six state medals. Four state championships and two state runner-ups. When we lost to Carterville 23-20 at the state championship, and then the state runner-up for track. The runner-up was the team. Now, yeah, I had a state runner-up in football, and then a the team in track, state runner-up, and then the four state championships. Gotcha. I'm the only person to ever graduate all high school with four state championships.
0: Pretty impressive, my friend.
1: I don't know if there's anybody else in our area that has six state medals and four state championships. I believe I'm the only person to ever graduated with four state championships. You know, I still hold a lot of records, and you know, people go to meets and send me a picture, hey, you're still on the record, you know, and... Yeah, and, and you know, when Marshall Watt got the Raleigh Morris invite record, you know, everybody was mad, all these, just keep... I said, he broke a meet record, he didn't break my record. I'm like, I... <laughs> You know, and Marshall was fast, I coached him with football, great kid. Feel bad he got cheated out of his senior year because of COVID. But I I literally had some of the greatest coaches, um, support. I don't know, I just uh, I had the whole town of Spring Valley was behind me. You know, it was a different era back then and football was life and being an athlete and you, you get out what you put in. So if you practice for an hour a day or two hours a day and you slough off, you're gonna get mediocre performance if you bust your ass and work hard and put in the time and the effort the sky's the limit on how good you can be and i kind of proved that
0: you definitely did definitely did it's always a good day to be a red devil once a red devil red devil for life